the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Our dose. There I did it again. Using all my abilities, all my international flavor. <laughs> it's hour two of the Andrea K show rolling into uh, this coming weekend. Um, looking forward to um, looking forward to another beautiful weekend here in San Diego. Spend a lot of time at home. I am. I don't know about y'all in San Diego or elsewhere who can afford to go, to go anywhere, right? <laughs> it's a good thing we got good weather here and you can kind of hang in your backyard or on your patio and and enjoy yourself. You don't have to get in the car and go anywhere. But unfortunately, the reality is before the break we were talking about these gas prices and this major uh economic crisis that we've got going on that is literally killing the American dream. And I told you at the beginning of last hour that we are going to do as we continue throughout the show to share with you guys the hard truth, to serve up the vegetables. Our plan tonight was to try to find some little tidbits of yummy we could give you along the way, right? So last hour, we t- gave you a little good news. Tomorrow's National Donut Day. Get a free donut at, at Krispy Kreme. Creepy porn lawyer, get four years. And now we found out that we actually have somebody from the Trump administration who is such a hero. He might be willing to go to the pokey to protect freedom in this country. And I am going to continue our discussion on the economy. We've got breaking economic news involving Obamacare and the baby formula shortage and and the, the a crazy insane solution to the gas prices that might be coming from a really uh, um crazy source but before we get to that you found out something really interesting i did patriot peter navarro y'all know him, former white house trade advisor to president trump uh is standing up against this january 6th committee and has been he's going to risk going to jail for a year to protect presidential privilege and the constitution separation of powers nominee for hero of the week amen that's what we need. We need courage. This is what we were talking about with Cordy Lee Williams last hour. Who's you stand running up for Senate. and you say no. You've got to stand up and push back. I am so tired of the, the Democrats have made the progress. You look at the incredible progress that they have made towards the, the transformation of us from a constitutional republic to a crappy communist system in the last um, beginning in Obama made a lot of progress there, but in the last 15, 16 months, it is absolutely crazy what they have managed to, to get over on us and on this country. I mean, from the number of kids that are already on puberty blockers and transitioning to all the institutions that are pushing out all this crazy 
um, far left stuff, the military, I mean, the Marines with their with their rainbow bullets. It's crazy. And from an economic standpoint, this was planned to destroy our economy, to wage war on the middle class through waging a war on energy. This is intentional. And let me remind you guys before we share some more more different uh, news nuggets related to the economy um, that there was a principle called Cloward Piven. And it was the idea was that you could by destroying, breaking the backs of the economy, you would break the backs of the American people economically to where they would be so desperate. They would be in so much pain and agony that they would be begging the government for help. And when you look at this pain and suffering going on in the American people today, you have to understand that it's intentional. They know that they are. In fact, let's play. um, Let's play clip number one. How long do you expect before Americans will see some relief in prices? So it's true. This is the biggest issue that we face now. The economy is so strong. Labor market is good. Companies are growing. But inflation is a reality and people are struggling with it. No one has a crystal ball. It's not about a crystal ball. Although the actions that were taken that took place immediately with Joe Biden into the White House, particularly with an attack on energy. Day one. You didn't need a crystal ball to know exactly what was going to happen. And the effects of it were almost immediate. We had... And yes, we had some, and and don't get me wrong, don't get it twisted. Don't think that I don't understand that those COVID crackdowns in 2020 put our economy in a really perilous place and should have never happened. And I said, it, and this is not me criticizing Trump with hindsight. I said at the time, don't do it. I'm on record at the time, don't do it. However, given the Trump economy, the foundation that we had, we were easily able to recover. And even though we had some supply chain issues at that point, we did not need it, it was not necessary, nor was it, it um, the economic freefall and the and the the damage that's been done, if not complete destruction, is really as a result of of the Biden administration shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, removing the sanctions against Russia. You know, Andrea, uh, and I often think about it. Yeah, if they really cared and saw the pain that was going through, and they wanted real solutions, they know they could turn back the pipeline back on and 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 fix the problem at least temporarily. They won't even do that. No, they won't do that. Of course not. Right? They know. They've known now for a year and a half that it's been a combination of things. It was a war on the energy prices. It was um, through not just shutting down Keystone, not just the sanctions on Russia, but not doing any drilling. Uh, shutting down drilling and not approving permits. We had new leases that they just uh, shut down instead of renewing that were five-year leases. Um, they, we also know that what also causes inflation is continuing to pump money into the economy. That happened not just in the Trump administration at the end of the Trump administration, but with the Build Back Better plan or America's Rescue Plan, whatever he called it, of which we know that I, I reported last week how many billions of dollars from that uh, went into crap like paying speaking fees to the founder of the of the not it wasn't CRT the 1619 project the museums that push and and colleges and universities that all push this social justice warrior crap it was nothing but a money laundering scheme and pump and pumping all this money though out into the economy uh, it took me a while as a kid to understand how printing money devalues money I would ask my dad well daddy why What's going on here when I was a kid and we had inflation, right? Uh, and my parents were having to buy a house in the 80s at 20-something percent interest rate. Daddy, I don't understand. Why don't they just print more money? 
my poor dad was so patient with me. He tried to get me to understand the concept of value, that if you print a whole lot of it, it's not worth as much. And so it takes more of it to buy something. Capiche? Took me a while to get it as a kid. But then again, I was the one that bounced a check to Bono's Pizza when I was in college. And daddy put a bumper sticker on my car <laughs> that said, I can't be broke. I still have more checks. <laughs> I was a political science major at that point. I had not started studying economics. <laughs> Took me a while. I now have studied both. Um, there's lots of things that they could have done. We've had Elhoff come on because the and these and a lot of these economic th- uh, uh, concepts are actually quite simple, right? Quite simple. Um, so there's they could have started increasing interest rates. They waited. They have known that all the steps and things that they have done were intentional to destroy the economy. There's things that they could have done to provide relief, and they didn't do it. And when they're asked about it, they deflect. When they ask about it, they deflect. Um, we've got Ducey. God bless Ducey. You know, I didn't like when Ducey, he's the only thing, only thing even remotely decent about Fox News is uh, Peter Ducey. His dad was, I don't remember... The original Ducey, his dad, Ducey from Fox News, was the guy that was that gave up the job on Full House and gave it to Bob Saget. What's his name? Something Ducey. Anyway, here is Peter Ducey questioning Corrine Jean-Pierre about inflation. Another big topic. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? (laughs) <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, uh, the Treasury uh-huh. Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what uh, what the Secretary was pointing out, uh, out uh, this was talking about yesterday when she was doing her, her hit, uh, with uh, her TV hit with CNN, is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures, which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago. Why including not? In, well, Let me... I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, uh, including Russia's decision to inc- invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. <laughs> Say what? Does anybody doubt why this woman got that job? Okay. I mean, she's a pretty, pretty gal. She looks great in a pick. But girl cannot form a sentence, okay, um, and and not a cogent one at least. There's nobody that thinks she's got a copy of in in uh, search of lost time on her nightstand. Um, but you know you got to give her. But speaking of courage, I mean, uh, you know, to take that job right now because you know there is no good news, and you you know your whole job is to try to serve uh, an Amber Heard sandwich. Get the reference: an Amber Heard sandwich to the American people every day. It ain't exactly a job that I would do, but she's getting paid handsomely for it. Uh, OPEC has announced that they're going to boost oil production 50%. Um, uh, The OPEC oil cartel and allied producing countries, including Russia, will raise production by 648,000 barrels per day in July and August, roughly 50%, offering modest relief for a global economy suffering from soaring energy prices. Oh, this is so great. So now we can get extra oil supply from Russia and from other countries around the world that hate us and want to wipe us off the map. Oh, problem solved, Skins. This is so fabulous. Right. Amazing. In the meantime, in other economic news, that baby formula shortage, it's not getting any better. 
at least not for the American citizens and the babies that are American. I guess if you if you know if you want to get some baby shortage, go down to south of the border and put on a wig, you know, and and some shades and a scarf, and maybe you might get yourself some some formula. Um, but this is according to Breitbart. The data on the market supply of baby formula reveals the shortage is getting worse, especially in the South and Southwest United States, with low-income families suffering the most. Uh, the data uh, is based on sales at stores such as grocery stores, club stores, and pharmacies, uh, which represents 80% of formula sales. And this is uh, – Breitbart is reporting this, but the data is coming from Wall Street Journal. Uh, nationally, 23% of powdered baby formula was out of stock in the week uh, ending May 22nd compared with 21% the previous week. Um, before the pandemic, normal out-of-stock range for powder formula was 5%. Some 1.6 million infants are eligible for WIC assistance as of 2019. Um, about half of infant formula nationwide is purchased by participants using WIC benefits. More than 50% of, ben- of infants born in Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, and Louisiana receive WIC benefits. Um, It doesn't really give us um, the, the why. I'm not really seeing here any data that's separate for those receiving the WIC benefits, um, particularly since it also doesn't give stats on the Southwest. But the federal nutrition program's exclusive contracts with states means Abbott Similac is the most widely used formula in 34 states. Um, so they're, they're the, the ultimate problem here is that the federal government shut down the Abbott Labs. There's a lot of reasons why um, you would have your low-income people more dependent on formula than other parts of the population for a variety of different reasons, cultural reasons and others. Clearly, if you've got a lot more money, uh, you've got means to get formula. You've got means to get your baby fed. You can actually, if you're you know, like the Bill Gates of the world, you can go and dump a bunch of money into genetic Genetic mo- ge- genetic made milk spelled M I L Q. Um, if you're higher income, you're elite. You can uh, you know have it shipped in for you on your private jet, right? So um, the data. It'll be interesting to watch, Andrea. Uh, just finding out that there's plants in Singapore and Mexico that can produce 21 million bottles for the U.S. But we are waiting on FDA approval. That should be approved like today, right? And what this should tell everybody particularly the low income and the minority people and, and those that are dependent on the federal government, that that um, when you're dependent on the federal government, um, it puts you in a position to where you're you're especially vulnerable when they decide to make a decision to put the hurt on American people to prove a point. Right. Um, in this case, why would they, Andrea, why would the, F- the FDA shut down? manufacturing of a product that poor people need and they know their babies need it. Why would they do that? Well, for the same reason why they would put the hurt on you and make you miserable and unable to afford to put gas in your car. Because then you're going to beg for some alternative supply. You're going to beg, you're going to beg for an alternative source, whether it be going from a car uh, to a bike or whether it be going from baby formula to Bill Gates's MILQ, just like they want to make you um, unable to afford beef. So you might want to go to some ge- ge- genetically modified. And it's of course, a reason. and of course, if they can make you dependent on the government 
and you're and you're and you're dependent on that government and the system is broken, you're going to beg. It's counterintuitive. You would think that if if how to explain this, that if somebody's dependent on the government and the government is intentionally taking actions to put the hurt on them, you would think that the, these people dependent would go, I don't want to depend on the government anymore. But actually what it does is that it actually makes you more desperate and actually cry out for more help from that source that's abusing you. It's kind of like um, a tr- what's called a trauma bond in, a, in an abusive relationship between two individuals. You would think that every time the abuse victim gets abused, it would make them want to leave. But it actually, when there's a dependency involved, it actually tightens the dependency bond. And that's what's going on here. Not to go all, you know, Dr. Joyce Brothers and a psychoanalytical, but that's really what's going on here. There's no reason why that Abbott Labs manufacturing plant was shut down in the first place. They said that the bacteria that caused the two infants to die was not found in their lab. There's no reason for it. There was no reason for the U.S. government to to then deplete the supplies on shelves and send it and stock the shelves for illegals coming into this country. And at the same time all this happened, we got Bill Gates, you know, um, with his with his blue MILQ stuff. And if they really cared about babies being fed, they wouldn't have been forcing they wouldn't have been forcing pregnant moms and and breastfeeding moms to get to get a shot that they knew was going to poison babies either. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more economic news. There's breaking news regarding to Obamacare. Remember that Affordable Care Act? (laughs) Not so affordable, maybe. It's going to get even more unaffordable. And we'll share that with you when we come back. And hey, um, you guys get any food delivery service? Do you have any idea what they're doing with your food when they're en route to deliver it to you? You might not want to hear this story when we come back. 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. For 25 years, I've been calling for deadbolts on every classroom door once the school's in session. That shooter came into a classroom, just walked right in. The teacher had seen him and shut the door, but she couldn't lock it because they don't have any locks. And a regular lock won't work, but a deadbolt is bulletproof. Anyways, let's hope somebody gets onto that program sooner or later. And a Marine-trained, armed security guard at every school would be helpful. I think we can afford an extra 60000 a year at every school. Thank you. Another uh, great call to our 24-hour-a-day comment line. Eight, that, and that number is 844-814-5227. And you can, uh, it's available even when I'm live. If you don't want to call in live, you can call in that 24-hour uh, comment line. I got an email. Speaking of, um, he's of course referencing what happened in Uvalde, uh, Texas. I got an email from a listener uh, during the break who said a correction. The Uvalde chief of police was sworn into the council. It was done unannounced and undercover. This is the police chief that's under fire because of what happened with the police down there. The report was is that he wasn't going to be sworn into office on Tuesday. He actually ran for city council and he won. And this, they said they weren't going to swear him in. Families were suffering right now. Da da da. da. Well, according to um, a, a listener, uh, he was sworn into office. This it, it doesn't get any more disgusting than that to me. 
They don't care about the community. They don't care about the lives that were lost. It's all about trying to cover their rear ends. Well, yeah. Well, and they've got cover. They've got cover by Joe Biden and the Democrats who who were exploiting this tragedy to push for gun control, and it provides cover for them. So they're happy. And it says everything that you need to know about all those local officials there, and and as well as Texas. You know, we've had this perception, or many people have, for so long. Everything's better in Texas. Everything. Oh, you know, uh, move to Texas. No, uh, I don't think we've got any one state that's particularly red. Um, but Texas is way more blue than it is. I'd rather red. go to Florida than Texas. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, before the break, I asked you guys a question. How unaffordable is the Affordable Care Act going to become? Remember how, oh, but let me, let's do a little rewind. I know it's not, you know, wind back Wednesday or rewind Monday or flashback Friday. Um, but remember when Obama said that your premiums, you could keep your doctor and your insurance and your premiums would cost no more than your cell phone bill. <laughs> then people found out that their premiums were skyrocketing and they couldn't keep their doctor couldn't keep the doctor couldn't keep their insurance and then on top of it it didn't really do you much good anyway because a lot of doctors didn't accept obamacare you could have the insurance card saying you were under obamacare the affordable care act but they didn't necessarily take the insurance or you had the insurance but you had premium deductibles that were so high that it was basically effective not having any insurance at all well, now it's getting even worse. And in fact, and by the way, uh, they withheld and, and there was a lot of aspects of Obamacare that wasn't set to take place until after the midterms elections in 2010. And a lot um, didn't actually become obvious to the American people until 2014, which is another way he was able to win reelection. And, of course, with Romney as the architect of Obamacare, he was the worst person that the Republican Party could shove on the American people as a nominee in 2012. Well, in 2014, Democrats and independents joined Republicans and voted to give the Republican Party both houses of Congress for two reasons. The effects of Obamacare were, were taking root. And they were beginning to see the truth and the open borders. And the Republican Party did what? Nada. Nothing. They did nada. They said, well, we don't have the White House. you got to give us the White House. And then Trump gets elected in 2016. We held our nose and voted for a lot of these same establishment um, phonies. And the first thing that Trump wanted them to do was repeal and replace Obamacare. And they said no. They not only said no. But John McCain, I I can't say what I even really want to say about John McCain, who should have given up his seat instead of keeping that seat when he knew that he couldn't do the job because of his of his cancer that he had, left his bed, deathbed, basically, and flew back to Washington for one purpose only, and that was to save Obamacare. And from that moment on, the Republican Party, they removed the mandate that the tax on it. But which meant nothing because, you know, when you when you still have the system in place, I mean, you know, that didn't do anything. And, and now the Republican Party has basically said they're not going to do anything to stop it. Well, let's get to the breaking news because it's coming down. According to Breitbart, um, about 13 million Obamacare recipients are about to receive notice of a 53 percent premium price increase. The only thing that will stop that from happening, uh, which will affect 13 million Uh, Americans is if Congress acts to extend the subsidies and the subsidies are going to cost American taxpayers $70 billion over the next three years. Uh, And um, of course, uh, Breitbart points out something I forgot to mention. 
that oh, an additional Obama telling us we could keep our doctors and our insurance and the premiums would cost the same as a cell phone bill. He said that it would decrease the deficit, right? Not increase or uh, not cost us $70 billion. And that was also something that Romney lied about and told the, the residents of Massachusetts that if they did statewide, basically the architect of Obamacare meant that they did this statewide in Massachusetts, that it would lower everybody's cost because instead of paying for everybody out of pocket, so taxpayers were having to cover all these people that were showing up in the emergency rooms, right? Everybody's cost would go down and it didn't happen in Massachusetts and it hasn't happened uh, in the U.S. either. Um uh, the middle class, the people that's going to hit the worst are middle class people making more than 400% above the federal poverty line um, because they're not going to be eligible for any financial assistance and going to have to pay the full cost of their premiums. And you think about this at a time right now to where people are paying $6.50 a gallon of gas, $8 a gallon of gas, uh, grocery uh, costs are skyrocketing. And all of those costs, as all those costs skyrocket, we're destroying small businesses because if I can't afford or if somebody can't afford $8 a gallon of gas, they can't afford all the other increases. They're not going to go and buy uh, clothing at a store that's that's being run by a small business owner. They're not going to trickle down. It, yeah, it affects every aspect of the economy. Larry Levitt, a health policy expert at Kaiser Foundation, said right before the election, people will get notices of big premium increases, and that will certainly not reflect well on the Democrats. He said that uh, Obamacare recipients are trapped. They have uh, no place to go, no competition to turn to, and no upstart will come along to try to make everything better and cheaper. Well, uh, Kaiser Foundation didn't say that. Breitbart did. You can't compete with a rigged system as powerful as the federal government. He goes on to say... It's utterly idiotic to give the government total say over something as vital as health care. Everybody keeps all these Democrats. Oh, my gosh. We got to give government control over our health care. These evil, you know, private, you know, hospitals and private health care workers. Anything any better with government with control over it? No. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, he goes on to say. That um, if they wait too late, this has to happen before August, because if they wait until the last minute to extend the subsidies, it would pose operational difficulties because remember how bad the affordable care marketplaces are. So but this is the problem that we've got. And this is one reason why Republicans are, are squeamish. To, you know, now it's been in place for so long. And this was the play by the Democrats. They knew once they got it in, once that, you know, it would take years before the full effect would take really root, hard to get it out. It would be really hard. That it's like a cancer that's metastasized, and here we are. So, and some, and, and so, and and then then we got to sit here and go. Well, do we um, do we so you know as Republicans do we? And another problem that is pointed out in this bill is that what's holding it up is that they've put this as part of a bigger package. Um, tied to some other emotional blackmail piece of legislation, probably the Protect Children's Act involving gun control. So then you hold the gun to the Republicans. Um, either they give in on something like this over here, or they allow Americans to suffer by having their premiums get jacked by 53%. Yeah, That's again, the game the that gets Democrats played. have been th- thinking long and hard on all of this. That's right. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got a, a, a kind of shocking story that has to do. I, I don't order food delivery, but I know a lot of people who do. And let me tell you, <laughs> you may not know what they're doing before they deliver your food. And we're going to talk about that when we come back on the Andrea K Show. Wait till you hear what some of these food delivery workers are doing with your food. 
This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just moving on quickly for a moment to my food obsession. Okay, so this story struck at me. Um, eight in ten, but uh, I I was asking you guys before the break if you order food delivery. I don't do any. I definitely food de- do. Other than classic pizza delivery, that that's I don't use like delivery. Uber Eats or anything. I don't use Uber Eats or anything like that. Um, but that's like everybody else I know does, right? There and there's there's Uber Eats. In fact, Uber Eats has been sending Uber Eats, DoorDash, DoorDash. There's all these different food delivery ones. Well, according to studyfinds.org, eight in 10 delivery workers <laughs> admit to eating a customer's food. Say what? <laughs> it's expensive enough to order food delivery. Oh, your favorite meal definitely has an uptake in price, and now you're not getting all of it? All right. They're pinching your food. Look, I mean, it's like, is that their idea of taking a tip in advance? Like they don't expect they're going to get a tip, so they're eating their food? Now, I will tell the listeners a solution. Not all your places that you'll go to, you can call and ask, will have like a quality seal around the bag or container that says, hey, this is your food. It's come straight from from the restaurant. It hasn't been tampered with. So check the seal. And if the seal's been broken, give it back. Like they couldn't have just eaten the food before they put the seal on the container? Yeah. Like they couldn't have taken some of the food? I mean, the delivery people, are they not there in the kitchen? Look, I, I had a friend of mine who delivered pizzas back in the day for Papa John's. And I know what some people do now if they don't like a certain customer, how they act on the phone. You know, I'm I'm not, and I worked in restaurants. I know that they're not there's a lot of shady people working in the restaurant business and particularly the food delivery business if you don't think that that if you're not nice on the phone that you might get a sneezer you don't know what's going on in the food delivery business okay i guess what the the, the moral here here is be nice on the phone be nice on the phone when you're ordering the food delivery and if you got a problem in a restaurant you want to be nice cuz you don't want to get served a sneezer okay um if you, if you guys have a food delivery story to share that's funny or creepy or disgusting I would love to hear it. 888-344-1170. So here's some more more information. 10% of workers, I already told you, 8 in 10 delivery workers admit to eating a customer's food, which they can do before they seal the container. Another 10% they say they've had to go to the bathroom in a bottle while making their deliveries. Okay, now that Which just is, grosses me out. Yeah, yeah, because they're not exactly washing their hands, right? Um, more than a quarter, 27%, add that they have have had some less than professional conversations with the people they deliver goods to. Well, I don't know why that would happen. Um, rese- oh, 17% say that they have resealed packages. Oh, don't tell me that. Yes. Uh-huh. Here's how it breaks down. Percentage who've engaged in each. Inappropriate communication with customers, 27%. Hooking up in the delivery truck, 25%. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this. Intentionally damaging packages, 23%. Making a package as delivered when it wasn't. Marking a package as delivered when it wasn't. Stealing packages items, 17%. Opening and resealing a package, 17%. Throwing packages, sixteen percent. I've actually seen that happen Have as you? I've, I've dri- as I've driven down the street and I've seen uh, delivery people peeing in a bottle, ten percent. 
peeing on around a customer's house, 9%. And my favorite, this is my absolute favorite, <laughs> pretending not to speak English, 6%. Oh, wow. <laughs> Updated moral of the story, either be really, really, really nice on the phone or make the food yourself at home. Yeah. (laughs) 79% of food delivery drivers admit to eating um, some of the food. I'm laughing about... um, Yeah, I wish you hadn't told me about the resealed containers. Right. Um, 73% say the biggest reason they don't like their customers is because they give bad tips. Well, maybe if you're not doing some of this nonsense, although you may not... tip. Right. Three in 10 accuse customers of tip baiting when they're using services like Instacart. I don't know how that works. What is tip baiting? I've never heard of that. It says here that it's a scheme where customers place an order online, type in how much they intend to tip, usually a generous amount, and then zero out the tip after delivery. See, I don't... I, I, don't, don't, even, I, I don't even know that you, can, that you can do that. Every time I, I, don't I know. make the tip, and that's just how much I tip. When I've... Or, when I... Or the only pizza... Uh, only food I've ever ordered is pizza, and I always, I always pay cash. And I order... This is an unpaid endorsement. Woodstock's Pizza oh, down in PD. Woodstocks. Love me some Woodstock's. And I, I order the Lumberjack... Um, and I pay cash. Uh, two in five um, say customers place orders just to use the delivery workers in their TikTok videos or other social media trends. Um, that's a risk that you take, by the way. It doesn't excuse any of this bad behavior. Uh, two and three add that customers often accuse them of stealing items, even though many admit that this does happen, especially with the food. Let's see what else we find. Um uh, if you think your delivery drivers aren't taking a peek at what you're ordering, um, think again. Nearly 78% admit that they judge customers based on the item they delivered. I don't care what you judge about me. Um, among some of the weirdest orders that drivers have dropped off, say they've delivered one, uh, delivered a 12-foot Christmas tree in March. Others have delivered uh, uh, 20 orders of French fries, a single bottle of water, and a lone donut. Hey, I can understand the lone donut delivery. Um all right, so there you have it. I love the the pretending they don't speak English. And let me tell you why. One time when my parents were first married before I was born and they were two poor Marines, daddy had been overseas and he comes back and he finds out mama's been ordering all these magazines. Remember, remember the Reader's Digest? I do. You know, and, and you and you My would, grandmother and my mother love Reader's Digest. <laughs> Mama loved her some Reader's Digest. My parents couldn't afford to pay for these magazine subscriptions. And, uh, and then on top of the Reader's Digest, if somebody came to the door, Mama would buy. And, and Daddy was like, Rosemary, you've got to stop this. <laughs> Repeat after me. See, I'm Rosemary. I know speak English. And, and, and he wasn't like me. <laughs> and he was serious. He was serious. He wasn't like mocking anybody Spanish. He was just desperate to try to get Mama. Now, I knew your she dad was in the military. I didn't know about your mom. Mama was a Marine. Stationed at Paris Island. That's how God they bless met. Her. Yeah, and then they ended up moving to uh, Lejeune, uh, Camp Lejeune, which is where I was born. Lived at Terra Terrace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mama swears she was kicked in the shins on her first day of basic training, and I believe it because that's the kind of stuff they used to do back then. In fact, um, uh, there was reports back at Paris Island. True story where um, some of the recruits died being marched through the swamps and, and they drowned. So I went from a fun story to to a. <laughs> To a downer. <laughs> anyway, Mama has a T-shirt that still says "Not as mean, not as lean, but still a marine." And All if right? you're not uh, not lean and you're ordering out, be careful. Be nice on the exactly, phone. exactly. All right, we're going to take a break.
When we come back, we got more on the other side. What did the Detroit Tigers do that upset a lot of baseball fans? Uh, now it's upset me. All right. Well, you're not a Detroit Tigers no, fan. No, but I'm a baseball fan. You are a baseball fan, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. Andrew K. Show on his way. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. There was a time during this whole, remember back when the NFL, the taking a knee and all that stuff? It was like, you know, baseball, Major League Baseball seemed to have been like, you know, we know the NBA is just completely. You know, it was the, the one sport that seemed to stay not woke, right? And 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 then I see today I was doing Newsmax today. Um, I'm going to be on uh, Common Sense with Wendy Bell on Saturday. We record it on Thursdays, and I see this headline from the Detroit Tigers, and I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me! And I don't follow Major League Baseball; it's not my sport. My sport was always football, but I gave up the NFL. And I mean, y'all know I was an addict for the NFL. I started every day watching first take on ESPN. I watched every football game that happened and I didn't even care who the team was because I was obsessed with just the sport, right? Baseball's just not my game, right? Um, but, you know, I, I know it's America's pastime and I know that there's baseball fanatics. I'm you a huge love, Dodgers fan. Yeah, and, you know, um, uh, Sticks, Carrot Sticks, uh, you know, loves He's his Padres. Padres. I mean, America loves baseball. And so I don't know anything about Detroit Tigers, but I see this headline today that Detroit Tigers was it has actually been raising money and involved in gender, and I'm not calling it gender-affirming surgeries. These are... The mu- surgeries that mutilate the bodies of children in this country. It's bad enough if you want to, to on, you know, have Pride Night. I don't care if you want to have Pride Night. I don't care if you want to, you know, have your uniforms be, you know, rainbow. I, you know, that kind of stuff. To, I wish you would keep politics out of it. I wish there wouldn't be any politics injected in sports and entertainment and, and any of that. But to have a sports organization fundraise to funnel money to organizations that are involved in the recruitment of children into, into transgenderism and putting them on puberty blockers and mutilating their bodies is just disgusting to me. It's just a bridge too far. Here's what they got found, found out they were doing, funneling money to these organizations. Um, uh, Nate Hockman of National Review um, found out that those who purchased tickets for Pride Night had the option to support groups such as Trans Sisters of Color Project and the Ruth Ellis Center, which both directly um, funnel money to, quote, gender uh, gender reassignment surgery to those under 18 the uh, they've got images here in this article this is from fox news um uh of this the trans sisters of color project website refers to trans minor rights and boasts that its funding recipients uh perform chest reconstruct reconstruction and or genital reassignment surgery while the ruth ellis center offers transition care for transgender youth including surgery um, the center further claims that there are a lot of barriers, especially for people under 18, that still exist for accessing puberty blockers and um, not gender affirming, gender switching hormones. This is a huge problem. No, it's a huge problem what's being done to children. We know over 90% of children who are allowed to have their bodies grow normally after, after uh, puberty, 
that any any of those like myself as a child who questioned that I had, thought I was a boy trapped in a girl's body once I went through puberty, like 90-something percent of others like me, once that happens, when you're allowed to grow and your body, you know, c- come into its own, uh, that you end up realizing that there was not a mistake made. That's what happens with most people that go through that type right. of situation when they're younger. And that's why they're trying to stop that from happening. If they can recruit children, four-year-olds, hey, you know, you know you're not really a boy. You know a doctor made a guess, right? Um, you really want to be a girl? Sure. Okay, let's get them into that. Let's get them on this track here because if we allow their body to naturally grow and to become the, the people that their body and God intended them to be, they might not want to be trans anymore. So we got to we got to stop them from growing naturally. And that's disgusting to me today in the gun uh, hearing that the, whatever Congress did, yeah. the Democrats, when the gun protect children's lives, gun thing went on today. They were talking about raising the age of purchase from 18 to 21. 21. And the argument that they made was uh, a, a youth, a youth's brain is not fully developed till over the age of 21. I mean, that's all subjective. There's there's some youth that their brains aren't fully, uh, you know, until they're like 36. But my point is, is that their argument is you can't be allowed to buy a gun at 18 because your brain isn't fully formed. But yet six year olds and seven year olds and prepubescent children are being allowed to decide for themselves whether or not to permanently mutilate their bodies. And And it is permanent mutilation. Permanent. They don't function. First of all, you know, they, they, they're denied the opportunity to, to even take a chance on um, f- fully growing a way that their body is intended naturally. They're being denied natural growth. And then even if, even if they were uh, to, um, let's say they're 12 and they, they don't regret it down the road, their bodies don't, don't function properly. Um, and we and, and I don't have time to get into the specifics of that, but just because you can carve out some channel inside of a body and stretch a piece of skin into it changes nothing. It, it, well, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to function sexually. There's all kinds of psychological and it, 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 it and it doesn't work for, for, for many of them. Um, so this is child abuse and it's disturbing to me that the Detroit Tigers are involved in, in this breaks my heart. It's why leave children because baseball should not be involved in that stuff. Baseball should focus on the business of baseball and putting together the best team they possibly can do. Or, or if you want to support, if you if you're okay with sex reassignment surgery for adults, because I don't care what adults do, leave children alone. If you as an organization are behind the Caitlyn Jenners of the world, then you know be behind adults deciding that Sally wants to live her, her life as Steve. I don't care what adults do. But don't force this onto children and don't try to force adults to participate in it by making it illegal for me to call Steve Steve when he's, you know, even though he wants to call himself Sally. Right. You don't try to force this on other people. So anyway. All right. We had some good news tonight, though. Tomorrow's National Donut Day. You get a free donut. Michael Avenatti, has got four years. Right. You now know. Navarro. Patriot. Yep. And now, you know, the truth about your food delivery. (laughs) Be careful. See y'all tomorrow. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.